Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John. The Iron City Rocks podcast is a podcast devoted to promoting rock, heavy metal, and blues music in the Pittsburgh area. Episode 22, we're going to take a special look and have a discussion with members of bands featured in a show titled Slaughter at the Altar, which will be taking place December 5th at the Altar Bar in association with Shady Lady Productions. His bands include Dofka, Broken Bone, Skell, and Cage. Um, we're going to be sitting down and having sort of a heavy metal round table, as I like to call it, where members from each of the bands called in. We discussed the um, not only the show, but really the state of heavy metal in Pittsburgh, and especially uh, most of these bands are from the uh, Kiskey Valley area, so we discussed kind of the metal scene that sort of emerged up there and also joining us in the conversation was Utah, the uh, owner and uh, promoter for the show from Shady Lady Productions. Before we get into the interview, I'd like to feature some of the bands that are going to be on the bill. The first song you're going to hear is from a band called Cage, uh, followed by a track from the band Broken Bone. There are links on the IronCityRocks.com dot com website for all of these bands if you just go to podcast and under episode 22 you'll see links for all of the bands mentioned on the show and also if you want to get more information to get tickets for the show you can visit shadyladyproductions.com or ticketmaster <laughs>
Broken Bone, and you're listening to Iron City Rock.
ladies and gentlemen, on the line we have representatives of four bands and metal bands from the Pittsburgh area. We've got Dr. Metal Mike from Dafka, Wally from Cage, Pat from Skell, and Andy from Broken Bone. Gentlemen, how are you doing this afternoon? Doing good. Excellent. Thanks. Great. Doing great. Thank you. Wonderful. I wanted to take the time. Um, you guys all have kind of a collective uh, show coming up at the Altar Bar in December. Uh, slaughtered the altar that uh, was kind of coming together and I reached out to uh, Utah who's also joining us on the line Utah uh, promoter and uh, record producer am I correct Utah? Yes correct uh, the show is uh, slaughtered the altar is being done uh, through Shady Lady Productions production company so we wanted I wanted to take the opportunity to kind of get some some metal bands on the show I am a, a big fan of heavy metal music and in putting together the show, we kind of came up with the idea to do sort of a roundtable discussion on the state of independent metal bands in the Pittsburgh area. So here is a, a perfect opportunity. We've got five bands coming together on the bill. Let's get them all together and let's discuss uh, Pittsburgh and metal. So as I mentioned, we have representatives from Skell, Dafka, Cage, Broken Bone, also on the card that night tariff which is not represented on the show um what i wanted to do take a minute and kind of go around and just give each of the members of the bands a chance to talk about their band i'll start with scale pat scale to me kind of uh got some guttural lyrics uh pretty heavy sort of a lamb of god uh, how would you describe it though i don't want to put words um, in your mouth i would say we like to project a certain kind of attitude, I guess. And um, I think the music, the, the live show, means just as much to us as something that we record. And um, we pretty much lay it down as we see fit. And we get the, the guys in the band have a pretty diverse musical history. And we, when, when this band was formed, there was a certain kind of vibe that we wanted to project live and also in the studio. And I think we do that pretty well. Uh, do you do most of the writing for Scale or involved in most of the writing, or is that kind of a collaborative? We do. We It's pretty much collaborative as far as lyrics go. You know, uh, somebody will come up with an idea. It doesn't matter who it is, and then we work on it. And, okay. uh, you know, we massage it and polish it. Great news. Um, Mike, uh, a.k.a. Dr. Metal from Doc. Um When I listen to Dafka, um, the first band that, uh, you know, kind of pro band that popped in my mind was Ing Van Malmsteen, and I hope that can come across as a, a knock on the band. I, I'm a Malmsteen fan. Oh, not at yeah. all. Not at all. Very uh, classical kind of sounding shred guitars, uh, you know, very soaring vocals. Um, is that representative, in your opinion, of Tosca? Uh Well, yeah, there's definitely, uh, you know, heavy guitar element. Um and uh, Andrew, uh, on the new stuff, actually, we're getting ready to release a, a new CD. I was just putting the finishing touches on it. Andrew, our singer, uh, has really done some nice work. A lot of, you know, heavy melodic uh, and, and a lot of rich harmonies and things. But also, he brings an element of, uh, you know, the sort of, I hate to call them death metal vocals because we're not a death metal band, but that, that, that combination of, uh, you know, melody and heavy vocal, uh, growling vocal. You know when it's necessary and when it when it fits. 
Uh, he, he does a real nice job of blending those two elements. But yeah, definitely the guitars are a highlight. Uh, you know, Jim Dofka, is, uh, he's one of the best around. And uh, but you know, we're we're pretty much going for like a darker, uh, darker vibe. You know, as far as that okay. goes. Okay, and then Wally from Cage, uh, you're the singer of the band. Um, yeah. How would we decide? When I listen to to your stuff, I immediately thought of Alice in Chains, but that may, you know, that's one man's opinion. What? How do you classify Cage's sound? Uh, def definitely an Alice in Chains driven. Uh, lately, we got a new CD coming out pretty soon. It's uh, more more kind of Tool driven, and Alice in Chains, I would say. Um, it's pretty much emotional stuff, you know, that we try to get out there with, you know, the range of, uh, harmonizing vocals and heavy guitar and some screaming here. And, uh, also, um, we have Andy from Broken Bone, who I, when he sent me their song, I immediately emailed him back and said, well, I'm hearing Jeff Tate of Queens right here. And, um, and he's got kind of that melodic Iron Maiden, Queens Reiki kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that's actually um, exactly kind of the uh, the sound we kind of go for. More Iron Maiden, Queens Reiki-ish, melodic, heavy guitars. But, you know, we all pick our spots where we can all shine. And that's, uh, you know, shorter songs, um, nothing long and crazy. We're just trying to get to, uh, to build a following and get, get that rolling. And that's kind of our approach. Okay. Well, I mean, one of the things that uh, immediately jumps out as I go down through it, I think a lot of times non-metal fans tend to categorize metal as just one giant lump. And I think as we've gone around the horn, we've gone from bands as heavy to, you know, from Alice in Chains, which kind of blurs the line into grunge, to, you know, some of you guys are up there in, in heaviness with, you know, a flare or, you know, I mentioned Lamb of God. Um, what what do you guys see? And I'll I'll open this one up to anybody who wants to answer it. What what kind of music goes over best with live audiences in this area? You know, I know the metal community as a whole is right now. There's a lot of screamers and growlers. Does the melodic stuff still work well in clubs? Does the growling get you a better? What is the response from your fans? That's a good question. Well, I guess I'll jump in there. Uh, this is Andy from Broken Bone. I would say, uh, from my perspective, um, the growling still scares people to death a lot of times. We've had that situation happen to us, and uh, the melodic stuff just seems to hit the Pittsburgh crowd better. That's unfortunate in a lot of ways, but uh, I think that's kind of the way our city is. I mean, does is, is it have something to do with possibly the ages of the audiences? I mean, one of the things I, I know a lot of bands that I get on this show are playing a lot of over 21 shows. Does that, you think, have an impact on it that maybe someone who's in their 30s may not be used to what's not? And, you know, some of the, like, mayhem and, and bands like that, they're maybe a little bit heavier? Or is it just, you know, this town is still geared towards uh, big hair and Camaros and uh, this is Mike from Dofka. I think that uh you know the Pittsburgh audiences uh certain certain segments of the of the population are pretty receptive to 
you know, anything heavy. Um, it's always been difficult. I've been playing around Pittsburgh, you know, since the mid-'80s and late-'80s uh, in original bands, and it's always been difficult in terms of playing anything original. You know, uh, most Pittsburghers, I would say, want to go hear an ACDC cover band or, you know, someone that's playing the Scorpions, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, back in the early times of doing this, the only place you could play original metal was at the Banana. You know, I don't know if anybody else remembers the Banana, but... Uh, oh, yeah. I'm old now. I, I, I remember it. I consider us all fortunate to be able to do anything original, uh, you know, in Pittsburgh and, and to be able to play in any kind of any kind of venues that are that are open, you know, to that that whole vibe. Yeah. So, um, as far as that goes, you know, I think, like I said, the people that are into it are are into all of it, um, from my experience. But then there, the most of the people just aren't into original music. Now, do any of your your bands still do cover songs in their normal set? Sure. Is that a necessity? Yeah. Mm-hmm. does it all the time. Yes. Cage does all the time as well. Yeah, it, it, it is a necessity. I mean, I, I, it's, it's a necessity driven just as much, I think, by the venues as well. I mean, they, you know, you've you've got to bring people um, into the venue if you want the venue to have you back, and uh, certainly, people recognizing songs that they know and love goes a long ways to doing that. But, you know, doing the cover thing also, it, it, it gives you the opportunity to follow it up with a song or two of your own also. So, I, you know, a, a good blend of that, I think, goes a long ways, and, and it helps keep the original music scene alive and, and thriving, I think. Now, I agree 100%. You mentioned about the club owners bringing you guys back. Um, do you find being a metal band a blessing or curse when it comes to booking? Does it get you in the door easier, or is it, you know, do you wish you were playing Brad Paisley? Well, there's, there's, I think there's, a, in Pittsburgh, there's a market for everything, just like in any other city in the United States. You just got to find that market that, you know, that'll support you, and I think all the bands here, represented here, have found their little uh, niches in each, each of that market, so, you know what I mean? I think we're all pretty successful overall. Have any of these, any of the bands represented here today? Have you guys played outside the region? You know, outside of you know the Tri County area. Well, I don't say Quad Tri County because I know a lot of you guys are up near Beaver. But I mean, have we, have any of you guys played in like Cleveland and Peabody's or Baltimore or anything like that? Uh, well, Dofka's gotten out to uh, West Virginia and Ohio uh, quite a bit in Ohio actually, and. Uh, it's a very, a very similar vibe to Pittsburgh. You know, there's uh, kind of small but rabid audiences um, for that kind of thing, you know, for the original metal uh, out that way. It seems like a lot of times it's a follower of, of metal bands, and I know so many times you'll see, you know, Iron Maiden's going to tour the United States. You know, I'm immediately looking at Polestar to see what the dates are, and you'll see dates in Cleveland, you'll see dates in Philadelphia, and they somehow always manage to skip us. And I don't, never knew if that was an indictment of the the metal scene or if it was just the size of the city is different, uh, you know, a deficit. I think no, it's purely it, a monetary decision. Yeah. Sure. Because the, all, all, the only re- venues that they could play are indoor, and if they play within the county limits, they're subject to a entertainment tax 
unlike any other venue in the nation. So they, yeah. if they can, they skip Pittsburgh because of that fact. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I'm, you know, I'm glad to see. You know, I personally prefer not to have to go into the city um, to see a show, but I'd rather go into the city than have to drive to Burgettstown. Um, right, and in right. the wintertime, obviously, nobody's going to play out there anyway, so that yeah. limits a lot I, of tours. I know. I am. I I loathe the trip to Burgettstown. Um, I think it was a bizarrely designed venue with traffic flows. I know last year, last right. year, you had a free ticket to see Judas Priest with Motorhead and didn't go just because didn't want to deal with the traffic. Right, and, so it, and that's, that's the main reason they built that place. When you think about it. get out of the county tax, which is, you know, it's good to see. I mean, here's here's an organization in Utah. Um, Commend you for your business into the city, and I think that will serve you well because you're drawing from a little bit bigger area. You know, Alta Bar and Diesel seem to be thriving as clubs, but um, you know it's, it's you hear of all these little amphitheaters being built here and there, but uh, you know fortunately, you know, the pavilion being in Burgertown is kind of a negative. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like too many bands can play that venue anymore. It doesn't seem like the concert draw is quite what it used to be. Um, someone had mentioned playing a band in the mid-'80s. I remember when you know, there used to be two or three shows out there a week, and now there's maybe one a week, and half of them are country. So. Well, t- the, time, the trends have changed. The drinking laws have changed drastically since then. And yeah. let's not forget what kind of you know shape the economy is in right now. A lot of people don't have a lot of disposable income, so mm-hmm. they would rather spend you know five or ten bucks cover to come see one of us, as opposed to going to see their, one of their heroes in Burgettstown and spend eighty or ninety dollars just to get in. Yeah, that, that is sitting in the grass. You know what I mean? That's a big thing too. Yeah, I know. I know. Looking back at concert stubs and stuff from when I was younger, you used to be able to go see. You know the biggest name acts in rock for twenty five bucks, and now, oh yeah, can't get it. Most is for under ninety, and I think Ticketmaster takes almost twenty bucks. Um, guys, see the audiences that come to see you getting younger. I mean, is there more interest now than there used to be in metal music, or is it been kind of static? Um, I can chime in on that. This is Mike from Dafka. Um, you know, I think it's kind of cool that. Uh, uh, not necessarily talking about local bands in, in bars because obviously you can't get uh, a real young crowd in there. But uh, if you go to a at a concert, you go to a concert in in Pittsburgh or even out you know at the Post Gazette Pavilion. Um, like this summer, I was a you know Motley Crue, and if you go to Ozfest and uh, and those kind of shows, you see this total cross section of you know people that are 50 and people that are 17, and they're all digging it. Um, you know, I think that heavy metal and and hard rock and uh, you know thrash and all that stuff, the real the heavier stuff is uh, you know enjoying kind of a renaissance right now. Uh, right. In some ways, it's bigger than it was when it was uh, when it was new. You know, all these yeah. bands are reuniting. Testament and Overkill. Well, Overkill never stopped. You know, and uh, Exodus is back out. Those kind of bands from the '80s that were, you know, they were starving to death back then. Nobody knew who they were, and now they're they're bigger than they ever were. So I think, uh, in a lot of ways, metal is is stronger than ever. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think I think it's there's there's quite an audience 
therefore, uh, uh, you know, especially out our way here in the AK Valley, it, it, it thrives and does very well. I think it, it uh, does as, as good as any other genre of music, plus, plus there's just the original element to it. You know, these bands are playing their own songs and still doing as well as they are with it. Yeah, and I, I, can, I, I agree with Paul for sure. The, the people in this valley specifically are starting to, in the past two or three years, seeing a major scene develop in local music with artists that are doing their own stuff plus the music that they, they're familiar with. And it's every year it just gets bigger and bigger. And I'm sure Wally and, and E-Dog and them guys can, you know, they can agree with me on that. It's mm-hmm. The scene is coming. It's here. And people are enjoying it right now. And, and that's, we've never had that around this area. Like we have you know, I think it's uh, I think it's up to all of us, uh, you know, local musicians to kind of, you know, band together. There's a lot of really high quality bands in this area now. I think more than there have ever been. And Definitely. you know, historically, there's everywhere has a, a scene will explode. You know, back in the 80s, it was in L.A. and then Seattle in the 90s. And um, you know, there's no there's no reason to think that Pittsburgh couldn't be the next you know the next L.A. or the next Seattle as far as the metal scene goes. But I think it's really up to to all of us to create. You know, we got to create the scene ourselves. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen on its own. So I think it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of promotion and um, you know street teaming and stuff like that. And you know, just doing sharing bills together and just shoving it down people's throats. Um, you know, no, you're, as far as you're that absolutely goes. right, Mike. You're absolutely right. And I think uh, Utah putting this show together is a perfect step in the right direction. It's what this city needs. It's uh, yeah, hail to Utah. Yeah, really, Utah, great job. Well, you mentioned the economy, too, and just, just one thing that, you know, I want to make sure that anybody listening to this is aware of is, is the show is only five bucks, and you are, you know, the, the uh, you, you mentioned that the level of talent uh, for these kinds of bands in this area, it is extremely high. I mean, I, I've i never seen an, an, an area so rich with talent like this. And so you you know you're getting five bands of this caliber for only five bucks at this show, um, and you just can't beat that. Economy be be damned, you know. <laughs> exactly. Fuck a fuck of band. <laughs> yeah, you can't beat that with a stick. And 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 the passion that metal fans have also. I mean, that's I think it's it 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 trumps any other genre as well. Just just the passion that they have. Um, it it is a they've always talked about a metal family or a hard rock family, and and it truly does exist. Uh, people just show up for these kinds of shows and I, and I think it's just the energy and the passion that the bands deliver and, and just there's there's a certain level of genuineness to it. Yeah, that's, that's you, a you can't big beat it. thing. That's the I, I really like this the genre idea. especially. From, from an outsider's perspective, you know, from, you know, not being invested emotionally in any one of these particular bands, I love the idea of getting them all on the same bill and getting them somewhere a little bit bigger. You know, you've got the opportunity, you know, each band is going to bring in, you know, twenty percent of the crowd. Let's say statistically, you know, plus, you know, somebody like me who doesn't live as geographically close to you guys says, okay, well, it's only about a twenty-mile drive for me, as opposed to driving the whole way up to, you know, Peter B's, where I know a lot of the shady lady shows take place. You know, here's a chance. People who are up that way, not that far for them to drive. People down my way, not that far to drive. You know, a dollar a band. I can't right. download a song for that amount. Um, now, the show itself, um, is that going to be mostly original stuff? Is that 
kind of the plan? Everybody is just kind of a, a shorter set of originals. I'd say. I mean, that's. I know for us, we're going to do a mix of some covers and originals. I'm not sure how long we're all playing. I don't know if anyone knows that, but I'm guessing about a half an hour. And we're going to do a few originals, or more originals than covers, but we're definitely going to throw in some covers. Bob, speaking for, right. speaking for... Go ahead. Someone was going to speak for something. Oh, speaking for Dafka, we'll we'll do all originals. Uh, you know, I don't know how long exactly our set will be, but we've got enough original material. Yeah, I, 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 I can lay that out there right now. I mean, a teraphin's going on from 8. They're playing from 8 to 8.45. Broken Bones from 9 to 9.45. Cages from 10 to 11. Dafka is from 11.15 to 12.15. And Scale is from 12.30 to close. 12.30 to 1.30, so... Cool. You guys, I don't know if uh, if anybody's ever been to that the altar bar, uh, besides, but that's a great venue. Uh, Dofka, we had the chance to uh, we played a sh- real short, a three song set there this past summer at this uh, Sardonyx convention. It was like an industry convention. They had you know guest speakers all day, and then they had bands, all different kinds of bands. They had everything from hip hop to acoustic to metal uh, throughout the evening, and that's a great venue. I mean, there's a nice stage and a great sound system and uh, the balconies and things. Plus, there's something very cool about playing heavy metal in a, a building that used to be a church. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just like the ultimate heavy metal blasphemy. Yeah, well, Wally was on that stage place. during that conference as well. He, Wally was up there. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't playing anything, though. You know, you know what... Sure you were, Wally. <laughs> <laughs> you tell your head, do you know what the capacity of altar bars? Um, I don't know the official, but I'm going to guess it's between four to five hundred. Okay. I was guessing around five hundred, six hundred somewhere in a ballpark myself. Um is there anything else specific I wanted to ask. Um I noticed with with all of your bands you've got obligatory at this point in MySpace pages. Um, and it, it appears that all of you have put a decent amount of effort into the artwork and the imagery. Um, is that is that just kind of a mental thing, or is it just you know, the level of professionalism? I noticed that you know a lot of uh, the rock bands that get in touch with me, you know, it's like four guys who I kind of joke look like they're on their way to Lowe's, you know, in a picture, you know, where you know I go to your website You've got amazing graphs and, and very slick-looking websites. Is that you guys kind of collaborate on that kind of stuff, or do you just have friends who are good at that stuff? Well, I kind of do what? a lot of it, being a, you know an all-around artist. Uh, I'm also a tattoo artist, so I mean it kind of goes along with everything that you know that we do as far as artwork and uh, stuff in that you know. Uh, okay. Type of thing, I guess. MySpace. Yeah, I think it's all part of the image you were trying to all portray and have something out there that if someone comes to our website, they're going to see uh, these guys are pretty heavy duty, and you know we want that to show. I think we all want that. We're serious right. about it. It's not a joke. Right. You know, as you guys have all been around a little while doing this, um, I'm imagining some of you or most of you are kind of in MySpace. Is MySpace as big of a of a mechanism for promoting the band as, as 
really there's ever been, or is it of a necessity? I think uh, any kind of uh, advertising that you can do is is great. Uh, and you know, MySpace obviously you have the whole gamut from you know little teenage girls that are talking to their friends to you know professional uh, artists and and things like that. So um, I think you know most people have mixed feelings about MySpace in terms of what they're going to get. But any vehicle that you have for uh, promotion and uh, letting people know about what you're up to when you're, you know, your releases and shows and, and that kind of thing, all of that helps. I mean, such a, it's such a broad, uh, such a vast area of, of, you know, to cover with the Internet now and everything. I remember we used to go around to, we'd have shows, we'd go hang uh, flyers at high schools and put things on people's windshields. And, I mean, those days you can still do that, but you have that tool, you know, now the Internet and MySpace in particular, uh, I think anything you can do on there, and you know, as long as you project a professional uh, image and, and attitude, uh, I think it's a great thing. I have to admit, I'm jealous. Hanging signs on telephone poles at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For, for those over days. Top of, over top of scales, all people on the same telephone pole. Now, I, I know from my my own personal experience from the days when we used to have to sit with a dual cassette deck to make copies of demo tapes. I envy oh, yeah. the ability to just upload an MP3. You know, I, I look at some of your sites. It's always they've got the play counts. You're getting thousands of listens to songs. You know, 15 years ago, you know, you would have been playing large venues if you had 15,000 people listen to your song. You know, I mean, that's amazing the distribution capabilities of it. Um, you know, it is kind of sometimes it's, it's like having a noose around your neck, I'm sure, to keep it up and maintain it, because you've almost got to have webmasters either in your band or working for your band to take care of all this stuff. It's pretty It's MySpace is very easy to maintain. One person can do it uh, like an hour a week, and it's done. They, all the statistics are compiled for you online. You don't really have to do anything but observe them and, and track them. You know, that's, that's the miracle of it, and it's free. You can't beat it. And scale, we have our own website as well, but we link it to our MySpace, and we get way more hits on our MySpace than we do our regular, you know, scalerocks.com. So, yeah, I think a lot all, of uh, every band uses it. I know they do. Yeah, I haven't found one yet who doesn't. Uh, right. All the bands I've, in the year I've been doing this, I think you guys are probably between the 60 and 70th band of. Uh, either talk to or play that I don't know of anyone who doesn't have a MySpace page. Sure, um, they're great. Um, Utah, do you want to just kind of summarize again the, the details of the event, um, the tickets, where they can get them, and uh, just run over the itinerary of the show times again real quick? Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, all the information can be found at uh, ShadyLadyProductions.com. Uh, the flyer is there. You can just click, click the, the, the flyer. And there's links to all of the bands and the venue and directions and all of that. Um, but also the uh, the show is December 5th at the Altar Bar in the Strip. Uh, it starts at 8 p.m. with Terrafin, uh, Broken Bone after that at 9, um, Cage after that at 10, uh, Dothka at 11:15, and Scale at 12:30. It's only five bucks, um, and you just can't beat that. You, you know, it, it, 
nowhere are you going to beat that. Um, five great bands for five bucks. Um, and we also we also are organizing a uh, bus trip for the AK Valley area. It's going to leave Catani and uh, stop at the Sarver and Trent and Park and Ride. So anybody interested in that should email me, get in touch with me, um, so you can ride down and party and ride back and party all safely, and probably do that for just five bucks also. So I mean, it's, it's going to be a heck of a night in Pittsburgh for sure. Hey, you, and, and I'm bringing the like beer that, on the bus. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> You're more than welcome to. That's why they call it a party bus. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, and like I think it was uh, Dr. Metal was saying there uh, that, that the Alder Bar is a, it's a great venue um, and the sound is is fantastic in there. Um, if you haven't been there before. You know, you're you're really going to enjoy this, and uh, and again, the 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 bill is just spectacular. It's, it's just hell of a bill. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. I want to thank you all for taking the time to come on the show today. I wish you guys the best of luck. Um, thank you, Andy. Thank you. Andy from Broken Bone, Went, Wally from Cage, Mike Dovka, and Pat from Skull. I wish you guys all the best. And um, is there anything down the road I can do for any of you? Don't hesitate to let me know. Thanks. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you, John. This is Dr. Metal from Dafka, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Stay metal.
bones from skill. I listen to Iron City Rocks. two songs you heard was from a band called Dofka, and also the last song was from Skell. Again, you can find links to all those bands on ironcityrocks.com under the podcast section. Uh, links not only with the track names, but also how to get to their MySpace pages. Again, just to reiterate, December 5th, the Altar Bar in the Strip. $5, five bands, shadyladyproductions.com or Ticketmaster to get information on tickets. Tickets will also be available at the door. But why wait? Um, and uh, if you're a band that's interested in being featured on the show, you can get a hold of us if you go to ironcityrocks.com. Click on the contact link. Also, we are on MySpace at myspace.com forward slash ironcityrock. We're on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks. Facebook is facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks. And... Um, YouTube now, actually, youtube.com forward slash Iron City Rocks. So, many ways to get a hold of us, many ways to follow up on information. Also, pleased to announce 
that the um, concert calendar page is now available on our website. If you go, again, ironcityrocks.com, click on the concert calendar. Currently, we are featuring all concerts listed through the Polestar organization, which is sort of a uh, concert tracking company that lists many, many of the shows that are coming to Pittsburgh. And uh, look for updates to that to include further sources down the line. I uh, hope you enjoyed this heavy metal roundtable discussion. If you'd like to provide feedback on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it. Or just send us an email at ironcityrocks.com and tell us what you think. Until next time, I'm John. Thank you. <laughs>